I'd like you to please make welcome the founding pastor of Global Impact Churches with headquarters at the Goodland Overdue, Lagos, Nigeria. Let's make welcome Pastor wherever you are can we rise up on our feet for some few moments and just give honor to Jesus you're here on site or online from any part of the world honor Jesus there is no one like you thank you thank you Jesus thank you for you are the rose of Sharon the lily of the valley you are the bride and the morning star Jesus you are the head of your church and your church is marching on and the gates of hell cannot prevail thank you for this great conference YAC 2022 thank you for every participant every speaker thank you for Nigeria thank you because your body in Nigeria will continue to work stronger and stronger for everyone hearing tonight, today, I ask that they will shift to a higher level. I said they will shift to a higher level. They will not be lost in the crowd. Each one of them will stand out in their generation. Our generation will be glad that they came in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever had become a barrier to their lives, as words flow forth from this place today, let the barriers be leveled in the name of Jesus Christ. Anyone that came in here with depression of any kind, confusion of mind, Lord, I ask by the, by the ministry of the Holy Spirit that there will be clarity in the name of Jesus Christ. There will be rescue from confusion. There will be clarity about direction for life in the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, we entrust this session to you. Have your way. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please put your hands together for the Holy Spirit. Can we celebrate Pastor Daniel and Pastor Nifemi this morning? Please put your hands together for our host. Thank you so much. And then all the speakers. Pastor, thank you so much, sir. Thank you for having me to be a blessing to us. Can you clap for yourself for making it to this meeting yourself? Amen. You may please have your seat. The best of God is never in the past. Every generation must build a better life. Whatever we have seen in various spheres of influence, entertainment, sports, education, family, ministry, politics and governance, whatever we have seen is never the best of God. And I'm here at this awesome time to challenge you to rise higher than the previous generation. Whatever God started in Abraham, Abraham had Isaac, one. And then Isaac took it further. He had Esau and Esau and and then he passed it to Jacob. Jacob had how many? And then from the 12, a whole nation came about. 
The best of God is never ever in the past. New innovations in technology, new innovations in education, new innovations are coming out. And I'm praying that you will be at the forefront of those innovations in the name of Jesus Christ. God wants to set you aflame in this conference. One of the prayers I prayed while I was on campus, I said, Lord, one day, let my mother shed tears of joy that I came through her. Let her one day cry to thank you that she was privileged to birth this son. And then some years ago, there was a ceremony in our church. The media people went to see her. At home, I didn't know. They went to the place to record her. And then she was in tears and said she was thanking God. That, ah, if they had told me that this child would come through me, I wouldn't believe. I am grateful to God that he came through me. The future you don't see, you never manifest. As far as your eyes can see, you can possess. I love when Pastor Daniel was talking about the next 10 years. A lot of things he had written down. 2030 is not far. 2040 is just around the corner. If you are 18 now, in 10 years you'll be 28. If you are 28, now you'll be 38. If you are 38, you'll be 48. Take your seat in the future before they take all the seats. There is no success by accident. There is no greatness by accident. It is not that I don't have money. I don't have this. No, it is the vision that provides the money. It is the vision that attracts the resources. So don't let the deprivation you might be going through now hinder you from having a vision for tomorrow. Vision is destiny capital. It says in Jeremiah 33 verse 3, Call unto me and I will answer you. And how will I answer you? I will show you. I will show you pictures. I will show you great, great and mighty things which you did not know. My journey started from Genesis 12. I was a part two student in Ife. And I saw Genesis 12. He said, I will make of you a great nation. Ah! I said, how can God be talking to a man? I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. A global blessing. I remember I sat down. I was wishing that God would speak that to me. I said, I wish I was lucky as this man called Abraham. That the almighty God will speak to him and say, you, I will make of you. Not a great person, a great nation. I will turn you into a nation. I will turn you into an institution. Ha! I was wishing God would speak to me. And the Holy Spirit now took me to Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Where Apostle Paul was writing to the Galatians. He says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us that we might inherit the blessing of Abraham. I screamed that wow God has spoken it to me in Christ that if you are in Christ you have the blessing of Abraham ah! so I went back to Genesis 12 and now began to personalize it I am destined for greatness that's why you see the slogan of our ministry think greatness achieve greatness when scriptures 
become pictures. It turns around your future. I want your Bible study to become cinema where verses jump out and become your life story. Where you desire certain scriptures to be fulfilled in your life. I remember on campus, I saw a verse. It says, you shall be the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and never beneath. And I took it that in this class, I will be the head and not the tail. You see, where the head decides, the tail must follow. There are dogs that they duck, like removing their tail. They even look at times finer than with the tail. But you can't remove the head. When you are at the tail, you are just being wagged around. So I made a decision that whatever God has called me to do, I will be the head and not the tail. I will be above only and never believe. It started from my campus days. So I remember I would write on my note, in those days there was no uh, iPad, on my notebook at the beginning of every semester, I would write out the courses for that semester. And I would write A in everything. A, 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 three units, four units, one unit, A's. I would put the name of the lecturer. And then one particular semester, for the first time, I'd been doing well. I wrote A's all through. And then at the end, we, we got back from holidays. And then I had A's all through. Five points. And then my, I just leapfrogged from number five or six to number one. And I shouted at the sports center in Ife, I am the head and not the tail. Can you scream it this afternoon, this morning, wherever you are? I am the head. I am not the tail. I am above only and never beneath. One day I was with Bishop Oedepo in his village. We were eating pandediam. Just eating. Of course, you, you'll be eating and be watching. And he looked at me and said, nothing is impossible unless you think so. I said, yes, sir. And I swallowed the next one. <laughs> you are not a local champion. You are a global champion. document it. I have this written down in our church. We did a 20-year plan two, uh, two years ago, 2020. Run it to 2040. 2040 is not far. There are nations that have 50-year plan. Think ahead. Settle down. Finish the year before you start it. Finish 2023 before you start it. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's January. It's January. Four weeks. You know, next one, four or five weeks. And then you run through the calendar and be writing. You use pencil if you're using your pen or your device. You write things down. You are praying in the Holy Spirit somewhere. And you are writing things down. And you finish this year and finish this year before. Some things have to happen in October. Write the vision. Make it plain that it may run that read at it. Write it down. There must be a folder on your device or on your notebook that when you open it, you are set on fire. Because you are seeing the future as revealed to you by the Holy Ghost. It might not be perfect, but it shows a structure for the future. Write it down. 
make it plain. Whatever hindered your parents or grandparents, you must be determined that it will not hinder you. you if you don't decide now, it will come. They call it familiar spirit. It's familiar with that lineage. That's why you notice that even Abraham had a problem with barrenness and then suddenly Isaac had the same thing. But they had to break it. Any demon or any situation that is familiar with a particular place, they like to stay in that place. So the things that affected maybe the mother or the father tries to come on you. But now that you are saved, you must break it. I prophesy that you will not repeat the mistakes of your father. You will not repeat the mistakes of your mother. You will start a new story in the name of Jesus Christ. You will break generational records positively. Certain things that have never happened in your lineage. By, by, by the reason of this conference, it will start with you. I said it will start with you. You have to see it. Some of us had parents that didn't do well maritally. Then you must be determined to have a better marriage. My dad never used to hug me. Everything was straight. School. You felt a bit of a distance. So we have uh, daughters now. Four powerful daughters. They jump here, here, here. It's intentional. I need to hug them well before somebody shows up and says, I like her, I like you. You must be the first boyfriend of your daughter. You must tell your daughter you are beautiful. Before one man comes, shows up, uh, one brother here shows up and says, you are beautiful. (laughs) So I've been hearing that ever since. (laughs) Our generation must build on the work of the past generation. Every father will love his own children to do better. So when you see greatness in ministry... Greatness in industry, greatness in businesses, many of the brands we see, that is never the best of God. New things are coming through you. More powerful schools are coming through you. I never grew up to know Covenant University now. But now it's, it's, it's here. And in fact, better than many universities. There are institutions inside you. There are books inside you that we must read. There are songs inside you that we must sing. There are devices coming, products coming from you that we need. John 2, 9 and 10. The chairman of the party said, Ah, every man at the beginning will serve the best. Then serve the worst wine at the end. But you have reserved the better wine. When Jesus is in the equation, life gets better. Generations get better. So whatever we have seen those who are older, whatever we have seen them do, God is saying what men have done, men can do even better. Glory to God. So our admiration must be converted to responsibility. You understand that? Our admiration, oh look at that product. Oh look at that Coca-Cola. Look at this. Oh look at that ministry. Oh look at that man. Oh look at this. Our admiration must be turned around into responsibility as far as your eyes can see you can possess from this conference God will be rekindling new visions your eyes will be seeing greater things documented 
And when you write it, there are things you write that will be like a lifetime dream that God has shown you in a sentence, in a paragraph. And then there are things that you write for the second half of this year and some for five years. Please write it down. That's why we have the Bible. God documents revelation. God documents history. That's why without people documenting this, we have the Bible. Write it down. Some of things you write down, you will laugh at yourself. But write it down. Sarah laughed now. And yes, she had laughter. Your life will be full of divine laughter. They said, where did Sarah laugh? Why did she laugh? Does she think God cannot do it? And at the end of the day, she now gave back to a child called laughter. I prophesy to you today. As God has sent me to this conference, you will give back to a laughter destiny. Your destiny will be filled with laughter testimonies. You will sit down one day in a boardroom or sit down somewhere and you'll be laughing at yourself. That, ah, if they had told me 15 years ago, 10 years ago that this would come from me, I'll say it's a lie. But you must believe it now. And then when you write down the goals or the dreams, you present it to God in prayers. I call it engaging the supernatural. This started though. I will carry my notebook in those days and lift it before God at the sports center and say, Lord, this is the goal for this semester as a student. Help me this semester. Except you build a house. They labor in vain that build it. Give me favor before the lecturers. If they don't like me, I might fail. Give me wisdom to understand what I'm taught in class. Help me. Let us become partners this particular semester. And in every semester, things were getting better. That became the, the bedrock of what I'm doing today to the glory of his name. You carry it to God. The reason it's important is any goal you achieve without the help of God will lead to pride. You will be saying, it's my expertise. It's my power. It's my this. It's my dad that did it. And then with pride, you get down. Pride goes before you fall. But when you pray to God at the beginning and you see favor and you see wisdom, when you attain the goal, it is you that will run back to him in dancing. Thank you, Lord. And the more you give him the glory, the more you experience his greatness. Write the vision. Make it plain. And then present it to him. Lord, I need your help. You're a business owner here. You're a career person. Or you're even a student. Do your master's degree. Or your, or your first degree. Have goals as simple as possible. Craft it. Erase, erase and craft it. And then present it to God in prayers. And then the third thing that God taught me is whatever goal you are looking at, somebody has surpassed it before. What is your foundation or what is your own ceiling is somebody else's foundation? Ask others. Very simple principles. Ask how they did it so you can do better. I call it um, counsel is a must. If a scripture says in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. That means you are not safe if you don't hear from others. You are a business owner. You just started entrepreneur. I hail you. Can you ask others that have gone ahead 20 years, 30 years? Sit them down. You got to be aggressive about destiny. You have, you have to be determined to stand out. You know, when I was in secondary school, I liked this man called Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I just watched this movie then, young boy. 
And I wrote him a letter. Posted it from my doctor grammar school. <laughs> he looks foolish. They were laughing at me. And he replied. Then he replied. With autographed picture. So when I was in university and God said I should write to Bishop Oedipo a letter that he should be my mentor, I said to God, he will have my time. The church is so great, I'm just a student. God said, no, I want a deeper relationship. I wrote it in my second year. I've been used to, used to writing. I, I wrote it. I wrote it. I said, I told God that you will not answer me. <laughs> I told God. But God said, I should write it that he wants a deeper relationship. I wrote it there and I could hear it. Two years after, I got a reply. Oh, great was that day when our fellowship secretary brought the letter and I saw the name and he said, I got your letter. And the Holy Spirit says, I should come for you. Wow. Wow. July 10 of that year, and I went from Ife carrying one sack of, uh, uh, what do you call this thing? Um, pineapple. <laughs> As a gift. And I went there. And that's how I met him. No politics. I wrote, before I even got to the meeting, I already wrote down there that you will become the spiritual father of Yemi, this, this, this. So I pushed the letter to him that he should sign. He said, no, you're not brought it, sign first. <laughs> so I signed, and then I pushed it to him and he signed. There are businessmen you need to meet, not that, uh, you, not that I saw him on TV, you meet the person. You got to stand. You see, there are realms, there are local realms, national realms, global realms. There is nobody you cannot meet, oh, except you think so. Write them a letter, send them an email, make it decent. Especially if it's quickening in your spirit. Schedule meetings and sit down and ask questions. I notice that your business all over the world, my own is just starting. What are the seven things that has helped you, sir? And they will laugh at first. They will say, hey, let me see you next time. And you will see them next time. You have to be persistent to be great. I used to speak against Archbishop Benson in Dahosa, in case you know him. I used to criticize him a lot. And the day God corrected me, I wrote him a letter. <laughs> I said, this is Yemio. I used, to, I used to speak against you, criticize you. Please forgive me. And then he also replied, and said, I got your letter. Know that I've forgiven you from my heart. Nothing is impossible unless you think so. You must have a vision, and vision is an ongoing process. There are territories to conquer, there are people to impact, lives to transform. Thank God for what you have attained, but there are greater things ahead. Let scriptures become pictures. Even if your parents will not give you any inheritance in terms of physical inheritance, let scriptures become your inheritance. Let verses become your inheritance. This one must be fulfilled in my life before I die. That one day when they see this verse and they are trying to look at who it resembles, let my, my, let my name show and the word became flesh. And then you present it to God in prayers. And then you begin to seek counsel. There's this story I share everywhere. It may not make meaning to some of us. But it helps you to understand what counsel does. 
I was in school. Holy Spirit said, when you get to the second year, go and ask those in the third year how they fared so you can avoid their own mistakes. Ah, eh, okay. When you get to the third year, go and ask those who are in the fourth year. Okay. So we got to one particular year and the previous session, about 80% of them failed. So I went to meet them and said, how did you fail? What happened? They said, don't mind the lecturer. Okay. He said he doesn't play with attendance. Attendance. It looked like nothing. Attendance. But I got it. His lecture was Fridays, 4 p.m. Fridays, 4 p.m. So we got to class one day. And I, said, I was a pastor on campus. I used to preach all over. But I, because of that counsel, somebody say counsel. So I would sit down in class, 4 p.m. One day he came to class. Class looks scanty. He just brought out the paper. Write your names, write your names, write your names. We wrote our names. He gave us five marks each. At the end of the semester, there was no continuous assessment. He just multiplied it by eight straight. Five times eight equals one. I had 36 in exam. 36 over 60. Which was kind of low for me at that time. 36 plus 40 equals to what? Now, I had friends that had 38 in the exam. Some 37. But they traveled on that Friday. 38 plus 0. So somebody in his generation is having an A, not because he's working harder alone. And somebody else is having an F. Ask. If you are single here, don't just prepare for your marriage day. Prepare for marital life. Ask people in that parish. You see a mother, she's been married for 20 years. Ask. How have you been able to live with your husband? Marriage is work. Ask. Marriage is where they give you certificate before classes. Men in the house, I know you are very handsome. Ask the man. Sir, you've been married for 20 years, 25 years. How did you live with your wife? Three statements can rescue you from divorce. Five statements can make your marriage sweeter. One day, Dr. Samadayemi said to me, before I got married, he said, only dead men succeed in marriage. Dead men? Yes. Ah, I don't understand what's smiling. Dead men. He said, if you have to respond to everything your wife says, you won't last long ago. That means you are truly alive. <laughs> So when your wife says, you don't love me, you know that start shouting at her, me, I don't love you. I brought you iPhone 6 and a half. I brought you this one. Story. Story. I did this to you last year. It has expired. For a man, one plus one equals to two. But for the lady sitting beside you, one plus one is not always equal to two. 
She's more emotional. In fact, she will tell you that out of the one, if there's typhoid fever catching one of the one, it will not result into two. They are very emotional. So if you don't understand that, you will try to make your wife think like a man. And the woman will try to make the man think like a woman. It never works. Ask questions. Your relationships will determine your welfare on earth. Marriage can either be a heaven or hell on earth. Regardless of how much money you have. But you don't just do it well by just marrying. You have to learn. Learn about business. There are amazing speakers coming up today. Learn. The things they teach us in school are fantastic. But the ones we gain by informal learnings are super fantastic. Ask. And it shall be given to you. And then, semi-finally this, this morning, there is no future for the lazy man. First Corinthians 15 verse 9. I'm glad you are in this conference. Greatness will stretch you. <laughs> it is not for those who like the comfort zone. First Corinthians 15 9, please. If you can help me get on the screen. Be ready to stretch. To give back to that greatness that God has brought your way. Paul says in verse 9, 1 Corinthians 15, 9, I am the least of the apostles. I'm not even qualified to become an apostle. I'm not, I'm not. But in verse 10, he says, I am what I am by the grace of God. And the grace of God that was on me was, was, was not in vain. I pray that the grace released in this conference will not be in vain over us in the name of Jesus Christ. Grace can be wasted. And he said, ah, I labored more abundantly than they all. He said, yet not I, but the grace of God that was given me. If a man write a better book, preach a better sermon, or build a better mousetrap than his neighbor, the world will make a beaten path to his door. You must be determined to be the best at what you do. Success has many fathers who failure is an orphan. It will stretch you. The heights attained by great men were not attained by sudden flight. But while their colleagues were sleep, sleep, sleeping and snoring, they kept on toiling upwards. It will wake you up in the night. But I love that verse, 1 Corinthians 15, 9 and 10. He's saying, there is a grace that will help you stretch and not break. It will demand reading, thinking on your emotions, on your physical body. But when the grace is released, you won't break down. You keep shining. It's only in the dictionary that success comes before work. Outside dictionary, it is smart plus hard work. Then you will taste success. And then we grow in success. I read somewhere, I think the first 20 years or first 30 years, your learning years, and then 30 to 65, your earning years, and then 65 and above, your yearning years. If you miss that earning time properly, the 65 and above will not be too good. There is always a time to pay the price. It is better for the young man to bear the yoke in his youth. This thing is about times and seasons. When Esau came crying for the blessing, it has gone. 
There is a time to pay the price. And the time for us here is now. Pay the price now so you can enjoy tomorrow. Bend down now. <laughs> pay now and play later. If you overplay now, you have to pay someday. Every man must pay the price. Some pay it in terms of discipline and many others pay it in terms of regrets. But every human being must pay the price. But the cost of discipline is cheaper than the cost of regrets. Pay the price now. And finally, rise above failure. All men fail, but the great ones rise again. You will rise again. I can't hear your amen. You will rise again. If something had gone wrong in your life somewhere, brace up and move on. Learn from it. Don't let the enemy, don't let the serpent hijack an event in your life to stop, to stop you. You had an, a relationship and then it broke down. Whatever happened, dust yourself. Learn from it. Don't let Satan hijack your life. In the Roman Empire in those days, when somebody kills, I mean, maybe commit murder, one of the ways they sentence people and deal with them is they tie the dead, the person, the person, I mean, the, the, the mother, mother, mother. What is the person that died? Modi. <laughs> the cops, right? And they fasten it on the murderer and then release you to be moving around. It is the decay from that corpse that decays that person to death. Many times when people fail, either an exam or a relationship or maybe a marriage or something fails, the enemy tries to do the same thing. Their life just comes to a halt. They are in 2022, but they are still in 2019. When something happened, the enemy hijacks that situation and then they cannot move away from it. If they don't yank themselves away from that failure, it can mean disaster for the future. All men fail. The great ones rise again. Failure is another opportunity to begin again more intelligently. Learn from it and be better. You failed an exam. One day I had an exam and I had 60B. <laughs> Sorry I'm using this example, but I think it will make crude meaning to many of us. At 60, and I was expecting 80. And I went to meet the lecturer. Sir, I did well now. Sir, what happened? Ah, he now said, okay, hold on. He now dug my, note, my uh, what do you call it, out. My script. Answer four out of six. One of the, uh, 2020 marks also. 20, I mean, answer three out of six. 20 marks. I now saw one, I had three over 20. Ah. I said, what happened? He said, your discussion was too brief. I said, in the question, you said, discuss briefly. <laughs> I said, it's too brief. I said, hey, it's too brief. It's too brief. So the next semester, the same lecturer, answer three, I used one booklet by question. <laughs> one booklet. I'm telling you something. When I was submitting, and I had A's all through. Learn to ask. Oh. Learn, learn to, to ask and learn. Why did this relationship break? 
Don't say all men are bad. At least me are no bad. Don't say all women are bad. Pastor Oliver is great. It is called fallacy of hasty generalization. Every pastor is bad. Me, I'm not bad. I'm a genuine pastor. I didn't get a flash. He called me well. In fact, I didn't he called it at the beginning. He had to call again and call again. Ask. Because when you fall down and you are too conscious of people, you want to just dust yourself and move on and miss the lessons. Was there a stone that tripped you? If you don't learn it, as you stand up and run away from it, another stone might be ahead and you might trip again. Learn from failure. Turn failure into a lesson. Micah 7 verse 8. My enemy do not rejoice over me when I fall. I shall rise again. I see loads of people rising again from this conference. What brought tears to your eyes or to your heart the last few years will turn around to become your best story in the name of Jesus Christ whatever thing has maybe your parents failed somewhere or there were no finances growing up and the enemy is trying to use that to shape your future today you are rising up above it in the name of Jesus Christ you will live a better life I said you will live a better life you will be a blessing to our generation and many generations in the name of Jesus Christ the unemployment problem we have in our nation you will be part of the solutions in the name of Jesus Christ uh, you are a light and you will shine. Rise up on your feet this morning. I will see you at the top. At the topmost stop. We will see at various uh, airports all over the world. Doing great things to the glory of Jesus. Some of you are going on to do crusades. Others are going on for some board meetings in Japan. I will see you there, male and female, in the name of Jesus Christ. We will see you on CNN talking about your product, your impact, your influence in the name of Jesus Christ. We will use your product in our homes. We will sing your songs in our services. Our children's children will remember your name. The name of Jesus will be glorified through your life. Whatever hindered your own generation that the enemy is trying to enforce on you, I command the curse broken. I command the curse broken in the name of Jesus. Your marriage will succeed. You will blossom in destiny. Your finances will blossom. He will give you laughter. Lift your hands and give him all the glory. Thank you.